The following message has been brought to you by Salty Cameron. Here, I didn't notice, but I'm gonna fucking send you a voice memo because I can't type this shit in. I have to tell you. I have to use fucking gay. It's the return of the heel to wrestling. It's Hipster Isaac, live from the Not Studio apartment, I'm here with Avenging Ben, what's up, the king of cloud style, Mr. Marky D, what's up, what's up, what's up? And today, we have a special guest at the end of this episode. We're going to be interviewing Robert Aurelius. He is a commissioner of a local independent scene right now called LAW. It's pretty pretty dope, pretty dope. And much more. We're going to be talking about news. Uh, I think Bray Wyatt uh, broke his pinky toe. Uh, I don't know. I think some people are into that. Whatever. So uh, I, I walk up to the corner, right, and I order a pastrami sandwich, and uh... Hey, fuck you! Nah, I'm gonna kill you, Mark! This is what happens when I let Mark on his yelp! Bitch, I'm gonna kill you! Alright, so uh... I don't know if a lot of stuff has happened, mostly because I fell asleep during both SmackDown and Raw, so I don't know if there's anything remarkable. I did see some highlights on YouTube, which is kind of weird, because instead of what, like waiting that whole three hours to see something, it's, it's pretty, like, I don't know if it's a good move that you can see the highlights on YouTube, because that's all it is. Yeah, but, like, um, honestly, yeah. There, there are these nights where I'll flat out just, I try my best to watch Raw and NXT. Those are my two must-watches. SmackDown, honestly, despite all the advertising, it's the it's the honestly the show I can still miss and it'll affect nothing. Yeah. yeah. Because like I'll just there are these nights where I'll miss Raw and I'll just wait for like the top ten moments of Raw the next day. They'll post on the YouTube page and I'll be like, okay, this happened, okay, this happened, oh that happened. Like I'll watch the full clip and then oh that happened, I'll gotta go watch the full thing now. Like I watched like I knew full well going in that the Raw this week was not going to touch the Raw from last week because, like, that's more effort than they have. That what I've realized about, like, the writers of WWE is they'll put all of their effort into big, big shows to, like, get you to keep watching, and then they'll skimp out on the next few weeks. Like, they'll do that when ratings are getting really low. They'll do one big gangbusters-type show to get you hooked again, but then they'll kind of skimp out on the next few weeks. Yeah, definitely. Like, the the Heyman promo was good. The Heyman promo was really good. The, uh... 
The Heyman promo was good. The segment with Enzo and Sasha was really good. But other than that, I, I honestly don't really remember much. Mm -hmm. I remember fucking Golden Truth losing a match because our truth was catching Pokemon ringside. That would be oh, me at the ring. Gotta catch them all. <laughs> Gold does look like a Pokemon. <laughs> I don't... <laughs> I remember... Mark he's was... Like, he's Electro Buzz. I was watching with Mark and Mark's like, yo, look at his face paint. He looked like a fucking... I don't, I don't know Pokemon, but he looks like one of those leaf creatures or some shit, but gold. He looks like um, Electro Buzz. That sounds like a vape. <laughs> no, he... Uh, Electro... <laughs> Put a picture of Electro Buzz up when you do this. Boom. Electro Buzz. I'm probably just going to put a picture of Eva Marie. I don't know. Uh, the only woman who can actually... What exactly happened? Did she trip or something? I didn't see it. Was this on SmackDown? Because I saw a video of her like tripping. Okay, with Eva Marie, she made her big entrance that took as long as an Undertaker entrance. Really? freaking voiceover. Like, talking about, oh, the most um, beautiful woman, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, all red, everything. The Red Queen. Hops on the turnbuckle. Does her little, oh, look at me kind of shit. Comes down and, I guess, hurts her knee. But I think My she did knee. <laughs> she did it on purpose so she doesn't have to wrestle. That's pretty stupid. Yep. You know, honestly, any excuse to keep her from wrestling, I'll take it. But the thing, was that scripted? Or was that yeah, actually? Yeah, it was scripted. It was? Yeah. Okay, because I had I was like, did this really happen? Is she that At bad? first, it looked like it, but everyone's saying that it was fake, so. I, yeah, I don't know. Well, I guess we'll find out next week. And plus, I, she was smiling during the whole thing, so. You know, it would be a little funny if they, like, continued her doing this and, like, she never debuts. Exactly, because nobody really wants to see her wrestle. I love how she looks. I love looking at her, but I don't want to see her wrestle. It's just, like, it's the same deal. Like, remember a few months ago, like, she had her big roster debut and, like, like everybody, like Vince McMahon somehow thought that this was going to be the big, the big thing. They had big plans for her. She yeah, because she was like gang trained by the Brian Kendrick. She looks like a, a fake Charmander. Uh, talk about Brian Kendrick, man. Did, did you guys see CWC yesterday? I did I mean, see CWC, and it's consistently the most entertaining thing every week. Who are you going for, Ben? Uh, it's a toss-up for me. It's a toss-up between four guys. I, I'd either like to see... No, just one. I just want one. <laughs> one here, uh, Johnny Gargano. Oh. oh. Okay, Isaac, I already know who you're going to no, say. No, no. Listen, listen, listen. Hey, listen! I got a signed <laughs> shirt from Drew Gulak, all right? I got a signed shirt from Drew Gulak, and I like his hair, all right? So, plus he's representing the USA, you know, even though, uh, Trump might be the president. But, uh, you know, Drew Gulak, I, I love the, the character. He has this Street Fighter attire. Uh, I'm rooting for Drew Gulak. I know he's not going to win. I just have that feeling because, like... Because you already know who's going to win, and it's my choice. And that is the TJP. Who he's else Samoan. dabs in a ring? He's Samoan. He's Filipino. He's also Samoan. No, like, he's Isaac, not. He's like, we were talking about this. Samoan. We were talking about, sorry to step on your lines, okay. but we were talking about this at uh, BCW. Like, we were talking about, who's the guy who we agreed shouldn't have won? Fucking Ho-Ho-Loon? Oh, and bro, don't get, oh, man. Okay, oh, so oh. in the first episode, they showcased this little, uh, he's from Hong Kong. Yeah, Hong Kong. Apparently, I think he's only there because he started the first prom promotion in Hong Kong. But this dude, I listen, I would, I, I'm not the one to be bashing, you know, like... 
Benjamin. It's not, it's not our place to judge in ring ability. Yeah, exactly. Because like I'm I'm a perspective from the outside, and I know that the I know the work that the these guys put into the ring. But like when I saw the flow of how his 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 match with Davari's brother, who is a great heel, and he was oh he's fucking player. great. I, that should that's the guy who should have gone over. Like they're exactly. signing all of these people right off the bat from this tournament. I have yet to see unless I'm wrong. I could be wrong here. I have not seen that guy's name. Oh, hold in the pool on. for people all. who have gotten signed yet. Now, I think that this guy was a last-minute choice. If it wasn't, then I don't know why. It doesn't calculate to me how they would pick this guy through. You know, it's probably just because he started the promotion, like I said earlier. And not that he's a bad wrestler. Like it I wasn't really, bad. I like he the just look. wasn't anything I like that everything, special. Like, the flow, the charisma was a little down. It seemed a little forced. The crowd wasn't that into it. It was a little awkward. Ended not... The ending wasn't that good, so uh, I want to see something good from him in the next match he's in. I don't know who he's going up against. I hope against. he goes against CJP so he can lose. Well, I don't know. He's, he's probably going to dab on him and win. But, uh, yeah, if it's not Drew Gulak, I'm... I'm uh, there's a thing from thinking realistic or thinking your way. Now, like, thinking your way could be, oh, this guy's my favorite. Realistically, is who, who do you see in the business perspective? I, I I see TJP. He's one of the best talents that. I, yeah, I agree. But into the scene. I think that he signed too. Uh, he better be. I think people like him, Tony Nese, Drew Gulak should all be signed. But uh, oh my God, Tony Nese. Tony Nese was on the, fire, by the way. Last that dude was a fucking best. beast. Other than be having to lose a couple pounds to be in that, you could still see the power behind this guy, and that's what I love. Tony Nese. That guy's like freaking Poseidon. He's like, I enjoyed how, like, honestly, I'm going to sound like this is going to piss off a lot of indie people who listen to this, who love British wrestling, but I really liked Zack Sabre Jr., but that dude is a skinny motherfucker. Holy <laughs> I don't see that much in him. I, I was expecting so much, more. much more. Like, I hear that guy's name, yeah. like, alongside Will Ospreay, fucking, uh, Will Ospreay, Jay Lethal, I talked and Jack, about Zach Sabre Jr. And like, I'm really, like, really? This I talked is about it? this okay, before. Like, but like, a great technical wrestler. wrestler. One of the best technical wrestlers in the game. I understand why Willie I was Regal expecting so much more. You're in a Cruiserweight Classic. You got people doing freaking 450s off the top rope like Tony Nese. If you're that small, I want to see you do sh- some crazy shit. Yeah. I want to see him do, like, some fucking Ricochet, Prince Puma... Holy shit, flippy stuff off the top. Yeah. yeah. Now again, like most of the guys you name, like Ricochet and Will Osprey, they they're they would have been in this if they weren't signed, like in Lucha Underground or Will Osprey's now in New Japan Pro Wrestling. Like everyone has a contract now, and I just hate that. Like our boy, Amazing Red, he had to miss it, right? He got hurt. Yeah, man. Uh, Amazing Red was supposed to be in it, then he got an injury. Great. And, great. and uh, I, you know what I loved a lot though is that they're not putting like the legendary cruiserweights there just to job. They're gonna put them far. What if Tajiri comes Tajiri back? Win? Tajiri wins. I think. T- t- oh my God! Tajiri's winning the cruiserweight classic. I'm calling it. You now. Like, what if? You never dude, know. Dude, dude, like he was. Like, I was kind of amazed. Like, like, oh God! I gotta watch Tajiri wrestle. Listen. It's been like ten years. But oh, the, the dude did a really good job. People, I freaking love Tajiri. I I was hoping for some poison mist in the ring. People think he's gonna bust it out at some win. point. Like either they're gonna bust it out during the tournament. Like post match, he's gonna do it to the guy he loses to. Or, like, when he eventually comes back, and like, I guarantee one of two things is going to happen. They're going to make him, like, a supplemental guy on SmackDown to fill out yeah. the roster a little like bit right more. Now. 
Or are they going to put him on NXT alongside the other guys? Because the, everyone's rooting for these two people that are Kota Ibushi or Zack Sabre. Everyone's going to be like, oh, it's got to be one of those two. Now, I love Kota Ibushi. I love, I think he's, Kota Ibushi, like that guy would be fine. He's my second choice. Like, he's my second choice. I like, if Kota it was between two people, like, say it was the last people in the tournament, it was Zack Sabre and Kota, I would definitely go with Kota. Uh, but until then, my choice is TJP because he's going to go far. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Totally. And, and he retweets my tweets. <laughs> Is that what you're going for? No, he's just a nice guy. Aww. I like the I like the uh, design of everything, like the promos in between the matches. Like they're they actually have the wrestlers the like jumping and light each other, oh, like a Mortal it. Kombat screen. Yes, it's just like the Mortal Kombat screen. Yeah. I, I love I love how everything's going far. I think Kotobushi's like he he's got it. I think, but. Uh, I don't know what they're going to do with Tajiri or uh, who else is in the... B. Brian, Brian Kendrick. B. Brian Kendrick went over... Kendrick looks so freaking someone. weird. He looks like a crackhead. I'm sorry. Yeah, don't, don't, like judge me. don't judge the me. The guy's still an amazing wrestler. He's great. He looks like Kurt Cobain. Looks, looks whacked. Yeah, I, I think it's he's like Kurt Cobain if Kurt Cobain like inhaled helium. It's a lot of helium, Mark. Well, uh, uh, we're going to go over this indie show that we went to, actually. This... BCW at the Queensboro Elks Lodge. Okay, okay, okay. Hold on. Let me let me get my let me get my drink. Wait, what's a BCW? That's what I'm saying. Uh, oh God. Okay. I this is only the second one of these shows I've been to. Yeah. And I went to the first. Could it go to the second? Uh, you you're honestly. I felt kind of bad that you and Mike and Matt weren't at this one. I'm kind of happy. happy I'm kind of happy now that you guys didn't have to suffer through this dumpster fire of a show. If I could just take this for a second. This match, this show started at 7.30. It went till nearly midnight. In that time, there were maybe three good matches. The rest of the matches were just fat fat fucking guys plodding around the ring for like 10 friggin' minutes. Oh, yeah, what, what? I said it, I said it. Get, bring on the hate. Yeah, he said fat fucking guys blobbing around the <laughs> ring. What you gonna do about it? What you gonna fucking do? Like, honestly, listen, that's not even the point. I, I'm not one to judge, but, like, listen, they have fucking... What's, who's the guy who everybody was shouting General Boobies at? <laughs> General Romero. General Romero, yeah, yeah, yeah. General Romero. General oh, Romero. I like him, though. Put that guy up against... Who is he? Mike, Mike Verna, right? I, uh, I don't remember that match because I fell asleep. I remember you were asleep in the corner, but no, he faced Mike <laughs> Verna and fucker. Yeah, yeah, that's I've the I've guy. never fell asleep at a fucking show, guys. Right I've never Mark fell asleep. Me a picture of General Romero. We'll link it. Link it in the description when you post this. But General Romero oh. is this wrestler at BCW. He's not a bad wrestler. His gimmick is fine. He's like an American hating. Uh, Spaniard. Spaniard. He's like a general. But he's, he's decent in the ring. I'm not knocking the guy, but Definitely. he has this unfortunate flaw of having these... Was there a fireball, very... by the way? I'm sorry to cut you off. Was there a fucking fireball in this match? I wake up and I see some fire or some shit. No, no, no. no. He, he threatened... The way the match goes, it's going to threaten to... He's going to threaten to burn the American flag. He threatens to burn the American flag. Okay. And then he... Um, I'm getting some on my end. Okay, hold on a second. All right, go. He's getting... Now I'm still here in the Mark, I'm going to kill you. We good? 
There we are. Okay. <laughs> that okay, was amazing. Whichever one it was, I'll make this quick. He threatens to burn the flag, and then you hear the Mike Verna theme, and he comes out. And this is where the real difference here comes in. Mike Verna is cut like a fucking Olympian. Mike Vern is cut like a fucking Olympian, and then General Romero does this thing where he just tears his shirt off, and the boobs start jiggling, and the whole crowd starts going, Dear God, put your fucking shirt back on! Which, it works for the gimmick, and I don't know, like, most of the guys on this show, like, were doing these slow plot. The Battle Royal was bullshit. Was that the one match that you were on commentary on? Because the Battle Royal was complete garbage. Hey, Isaac. Isaac, where the fuck you go? Isaac died. Okay, well, I'll tell you. The fucking Battle Royal, they're doing it in tribute to somebody. And, like, they do the 10-bell salute, but all the wrestlers gather around ringside for the 10-bell salute. I'm sorry, like, I just We're noticed... having the battle royal right now! I'm sorry, I just noticed my mic was muted the whole time I was talking. <laughs> well, we're talking about that horseshit battle... Sorry, people. I heard you guys, glitches. it's okay. We're talking... You remember that horseshit battle royal that kicked off the show? Uh, yeah, I was saying that this dude named Peter, he recognized me from the podcast, and he's like, yo, I need someone for commentary. Sure, why not? And uh, I do the first match. First off, fucking horrendous. This is oh supposed to be a show. Okay. This most, is supposed to be for people Denny come to an indie show. Most of them aren't going to know these people. And you don't even give each of them a unique they, entrance or announce their names. So it's just this homogenous pile of people in a ring who nobody yeah. knows who and they are. Most I need to recognize that I work two with guys in that match, the two dudes with the soccer ball gimmick. That was it. I have worked with scripts and like they're organized. Like This was the most unorganized fucking show. Ever. Plus, it was a tribute show for this wrestler named Danny Ams. They didn't okay. do shit about that. They didn't do shit, and that's complete disrespect. That's unprofessional. It's fucking bullshit. And I am completely furious from how they handled business. They even, they even after like I offered to do like the whole show, they kicked me out for a wrestler to continue doing the commentary, which I, who God knows why, after intermission, and. This is apparently, Brie Combination Wrestling is this promotion in New York, those of you who don't know. This was their last show, God thanks, but worse shit happens, which will probably segment into something involving this promotion. BCW becomes Tier 1 Wrestling. Okay, thank you, you That is Mark puking into a bucket, presumably, because as we <laughs> all know, Tier 1 Wrestling is this promotion with unbelievably good talent, unbelievably good wrestlers. I love them all. Rude Boy Riley, Mike Orlando, Darius Carter, really good wrestlers. The talent in T1 Wrestling has never been my issue with yeah. them. My issue with T1 Wrestling has always been two things. One is minor, one is major. The first thing I have an issue with is they, the locations they have their shows at. Listen, I know, booking indie indie show is difficult. And finding a place to put a ring sound equipment, merch booths, and even fitting people is difficult as hell. But dear God, could they put them in places that are accessible by less oh, than three oh, or man. two Not fucking again. subways? It's insane. Like, I, he's having them at these places, and I'm like, oh, maybe I'll go to that. I mean, I, I, I want to see this match. It looks pretty good. I go to Google Maps to see how do I get from here to there, and it's like, oh, uh, t a subway, a bus, a subway, or two buses. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
I'm like, dude, you and are that's making the same me for go me. We're from way different... out of the way here for uh, if we're an organization. I think is okay. We're from well, two different well, parts of New York, well, and it's the, the same way. of that show. Um... Mm-hmm. And my second point, the major thing I love <laughs> oh, wrestling, and I'll let you guys take it on this one, Mr. Dennis Long. Here we go. Okay, so with the location aspect of the show, it's fucking far as hell, like Benjamin said. And the promoter hit me up because I was at the first. Oh man! Oh man! Not again! Oh oh, we do it! We do it! We do it! This is we're roasting people. Um, okay. So, the promoter hits me up because I was at the first two shows. I supported them at first. I liked what they were giving. Their first show was one bus ride away from me. Not bad at all. It was right on Atlantic on the R Studio. It was in Jamaica, wasn't it? No, R Studios, Atlantic. Atlantic. Yeah. So. I won the first tickets for free for their first show. Enjoyed it. Went with my boy, Joel. Um, and so he noticed I wasn't at the last shows. I told him why. He says, okay, to try to bring me back in, he's going to give me half price tickets. Do I go to the next shows? Fuck no. Fuck tier one. <laughs> Isaac, you can go on with Dennis Long. Okay, well, uh, when tier one started, I... I got a bunch of notifications hitting me up. Dude, there's this new promotion coming out. This is before I was, like, inside the indie scene, like, before I knew everything. Like, I knew people, a part of it, and all the wrestlers and promoters. I, I emailed them, like, if they ever need a commentary guy or anything. They're like, okay, we'll think about it. Uh, I think they had different commentators every three shows that they started with. Yeah. And I don't know why. Because, like, they were just looking for it. And I've seen some footage. It's horrible, by the way. Uh, I just... I wasn't a fan of it anymore. And then... They hit me up. Like, dude, come to the show. Uh, kind of like what Mark said. And this was before I found out, actually, that the promoter... Did you say her name? I don't know if we should say her name. You said their name, right? Yeah. Okay, Dennis. His name's Dennis. I think... I, I'm not saying... But from my experience and my relationships with all of my friends, I think he, like, just begs for people to come. Like, he just... Oh. He, he messages and stalks every fan that... It's not even a lot, by the way. About, like, 20 people show up to his shows. He tells me Which brings go. me... If I, I'm sorry to interrupt, but I'm going to continue for no, a second. Fine, you guys didn't see the video I think his business partner posted. He, he made us all uh, aware of a very interesting truth. Like, if you look at the YouTube page, they have, like, maybe... The subscribers in the hundreds, just the hundreds. And if you look at their Twitter, they have followers maybe in the high thousands, low in the in the high hundreds, low thousands. But if you look at the Facebook page, there's like twenty six thousand followers and likes. And I'm like, that ratio doesn't make sense. And I realize I think he might have been buying likes. Oh, I know they were buying likes. I, it was so obvious. How do you have a, a dude? How do you have a dude from India? That doesn't even watch wrestling. All he talks about is Hannah Montana. Fucking like your page. Like, come on. That's that's not cool, bro. And I, it's not like, oh, I'm bashing him because I want everyone to know. I, I'm talking about it because I think if you're a promoter that listens, which I know a lot do. A lot of promoters do. That's, that's not a thing to do, bro. Just organically grow. You know, like, 
try to build something off of what you have. Try to, and I know they're trying to do that. You know, I don't even hate tier one or anything. I just don't like how things are going with management wise. Again, like my problem with them, I said it before, has never been the wrestling. The wrestling is fine. It, my problem with them has always been just the management aspect of things. Exactly, and and there's, a, I I know so many wrestlers that used to be a part of their promotion that are no longer, and they all they all they've said is how bad it was, you know. But yeah, now Ben, I don't know what happened to Ben. Ben just closed his laptop, I think. Ben died. Ben. He ben. Died. Oh man, poor Ben. Uh, how yeah. are we gonna do this? So without apparently, ben? this has been going on for with Tier One Wrestling, like yeah, way too long. Way too long, and this guy, Lorenz Dean, or Frank, his real name is Lorenz Dean, is like his gimmick name, I guess. Exploits how the fuck Dennis, the promoter of this wrestling promotion, scams people and like buys his likes and all the other stuff. And Ben just messaged me saying his computer glitched. We'll we'll try to get you on back, Ben. But uh, I, just, I I don't know. Yeah. Oh, keep going. You were going on a good track. I forgot what I was even saying. Um, Lorenz Dean. Yeah, so he, he exploits this Tier 1 wrestling scam that everyone saw in New York. All the fans, all the people. He even mentions that, like, he was targeting different promotions, like uh, House of Glory Wrestling, who I have a strong relationship with. Uh, all do. Everyone does. That's, like, where we started, independent wrestling in New York. Like, that's, like, where everyone... Like got hooked with, I guess, but uh, of course, yeah. I, what Dennis is doing as a promoter, it just makes him. It's very look, scammy and it looks it, bad. It's it looks terrible. Good. Who's gonna want to go to a show where you're known as a scam artist who makes fake account, makes fake accounts, buys their likes? Like, why? Why can't you just build it organically? House of Glory started from the bottom. And now they're at the top. Uh, hold on one second. Why can't you it's, do that? It's probably going to glitch out the, the webcam right now on the video. Uh, I'm going to try to add Ben back. Right now. Okay. Yeah, but why can't you do that? Is he back? Ben. You build yourself like any other promotion. Ben, you here? Yeah, I'm back. Sorry about that, guys. Okay. My computer glitched. Did it's I miss much? <laughs> it's all good. Yeah. Why do stuff like that? We're talking about uh, Dennis uh, just buying likes and stuff. Um, sorry, I have not. Yeah, build your, if you build yourself organically... And you run a good show, and you know you can run a good show. Just do it from the bottom and build yourself to the top if that's where you want to be. House of Glory, it's at the top. Yeah, it's see, at the top. And the guy gets by, and like again, it sounds like we're dragging this guy through the mud here, and like <laughs> we don't, we're not insulting People him. People insulting him. He's a fucking asshole. He's a cock. Fair. Oh, by the way, my friend Joel won tickets to their third show. I think he never got them. Thanks, Dennis. And to the point, like he, this dude. Most of his business strategy is dragging House of Glory and other wrestlers through the mud. Yeah. Like, if these, if he was able to put his petty bullshit aside and, like, team up with them, that would be pure fucking money. No, because then that would put a bad name for House of Glory. House of Glory should never do that. Because yeah, I'm not saying they should, but they, I'm just they saying... They never like, mentioned it, too. World. I noticed, like, them, and I think they've... That Dennis has been doing some stuff too with like Five Borough Wrestling, Fight the World. No, no one's mentioned it before. Fight the World Wrestling at, at the lovely Laboom. <laughs> I went to a show there once. It was the, one of the worst, not just because a lot of the matches were shit, but just because the Laboom is one of the worst. I don't know how Evolve, I have not been to an Evolve show yet, but I've been to FTW shows at Laboom. They're some of the worst, like, laid out. 
and like quality of like layout wrestling arenas I I've ever seen. It's Laboom. Laboom. Evolve it's, runs there. Huh? Evolve runs there. Yeah, but like Evolve is a professional company. They have the ability to like maybe clean the place up a little bit, have better lighting, do it a little bit better, space the chairs I, a little I, bit more. I like the venue. I think venue. It, it is small. I get what you're saying. It's, a small it's like it's meant to be a nightclub, but like I don't think FTW has like the budget to make it more of a wrestling arena. Like the thing was, they do all their lighting. Like, for the matches under club lighting, like, the light a match all blue and green or red and yellow and stuff. Remember how ugly, like, Sin Cara matches were when he first debuted? Like, he did his matches oh, under, lights. like, that blue and yellow light? Huh? Well, it's yeah. like, that's what, it, it, it's like, boom. But at the same time, you can't say just because it's a nightclub, it's the bad venue because... LaBoom is the Sin Cara Arena. I'm gonna call, I'm, I'm gonna start calling LaBoom the Sin Cara Arena. Yeah, but House of Glory runs out of a nightclub. What's the difference? Fair point. Well, there's Fair a huge point. difference. They actually, they actually have people in the audience. I'm sorry. Let me stop. <laughs> <laughs> it's huge. It's a huge venue. I think Laboon, It's. I get what you're saying when it's like it's a small pack type of venue. Uh, I just, I don't know. There's there's not that many places you can run at. I mean, there's Elk's Lodge. There's St. Finn Bars, which I'm not a big fan of. <laughs> there's... Uh, See, we all have preferences. American Legion's all right. I guess, eh. I don't know how I feel about American Legion. It's, it's, my it, favorite venue and will always be my favorite venue will be the Elks Lodge. Oh, yeah, that's home. Elks Lodge just has a solid charm to it. It's it has bright, a lot of history. It's well there. lit. There's enough space for everybody. The, they have cushions on their chairs. They're not just cushions. Like, they don't have like the steel chairs you would have. It's good ventilation. It doesn't get too hot in there. Chair. Solid cushion chair. Yeah, shout so, out to Grim's Toy Show if he's listening. Should I tell the, uh, should I say, um, what happened between me I and Darius Carter? I BCW, because I wasn't there, so I'm just yeah, Okay, basically, half of this BCW show was filled with Tier 1 people, and they all went over in all the matches, mm -hmm. and I, I wasn't a fan of that. I Wait, it was who was booking that show? I Dennis no Long. Probably, I, I don't know. He was there! He was there alive! Oh, I know he was. But I don't know who's. Well, EC Negro for. came out with his video. EC oh Negro was the basically face of BCW, wasn't he? Can he I was, play that? Huh? You, you, I, I don't see why not. See, hold on, I'm gonna find it. Just talk while, while I look for this. EC Negro is an awesome guy, awesome wrestler, and an awesome person. Like, genuine person. My. He came out with his video, my. except my. his side. With my. all these videos coming out, you're hearing one side because the other person's staying shut. In my books, when the other person stays shut, that's a sign of guilt. That's in everyone's books, and he didn't even deny it. Exactly. Everyone's coming out with their stories about Dennis Long. Bringing Dennis Long back into this, I'm sorry. But EC Negro, I'm going to trust EC Negro and the business partner for the, the ex-business partner for Dennis Long before I trust Dennis and Long. I, I know I know EC Negro. Like he, we've talked he's an personally. awesome he's, guy, yeah. He's like straight up. He'll say the truth. Exactly, so, so I, I that's why E.C. Negro cut all his ties with BCW because BCW's turned into Tier 1. And E.C. Negro wants no part in ruining his name by going with people like that. He put a whole video up. I don't know if I was just going to find I'm it. I'm, I'm finding it on his, his Facebook right now. He went live. I'm just looking for that right now. Was like, that on his personal about, one or was that on his... About, like, people, nice people who are straight up. I spoke to T.J. Marconi. Again, nicest guy on the friggin' planet. He got that... Every time I go to a show, that guy is 
friendly, polite guy talks to me for like 20 minutes. He's he's a nice guy. Gave me sold me the t-shirt, which was really nice. But here's I ask him like what 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 exactly happened? I, I read on the page for the show since I follow the pages for shows since I know if I know there's any changes that all of the House of Glory people, shy a few of them, Caveman was still there, pulled out of the show. And I wondered what the hell happened. And then I asked TJ Marconi what happened. I asked him, is it because Tier 1 got involved? He says, I don't want to get too much into detail, but let's just say there's a guy on the like the business end of thing I don't think like a lot of people wanted to be involved with or do business with. <clears throat> All right. I found the, the, the video. It's called Let's Clear the Air. Uh, I'm not going to play all of it. Basically, this is the owner of BCW. He he got off the business because he didn't like things how things were going, which I completely agree with, and uh, I'm going to start playing right now. Good morning, everybody on Facebook. It is very early. It's about 9, 10 in the morning. Um, it's me, the king of New York. Good And uh, I have some things that I need to get off my chest. Well, as everybody knows, I was involved with pre-combination wrestling um, as of 48 hours ago. I, I made the decision to pull out of the company um, due to the fact that I didn't like uh, a lot of the things that were transpiring uh, behind the scenes. Uh, when, I, when I came onto the company and I was asked to come onto the company, um, it was my... Uh, two of my very good friends, uh, my friend Felix and, and the general, General Romero, they both asked me to come on and help with the company. Um, I thought um, that we were going in, in the right direction with some of the things that we were doing. I was introduced to uh, a guy named Anthony Cole, who I have nothing but love and respect for. Unfortunately, who you're associated with puts me in a predicament where I can no longer do business with you and it's a shame because I, who, I really thought that me and you built this camaraderie and we had this trust amongst one another where uh you would have trusted me and told me what was happening what was transpiring and i would have been aware of what the future of bcw was i put a lot of other things on hold at the time and amongst the real boys you will be a fan and when i see you i will deal with you in the right way now, Dennis Long, you've created names uh, for years. Everybody knew that it was you, but it, it was never truly confirmed until this Lawrence Dean video came out. It was never truly confirmed as to who you really were. But you wanted to disrespect me on numerous of occasions under those names, disrespect my work rate, disrespect who I am in this business. I'm a 15-year veteran, and I'm not going to be disrespected by some fan who thinks because he has a little bit of money. Well, obviously he doesn't because he lost Lawrence Dean and wanted to leech onto my guy, Anthony Cole, that uh, you could tell people what's right and wrong in this wrestling business. After our conversation at NYWC, I came to the conclusion that you don't know shit. And I'm not here to disrespect anybody because you're smart. You know, Mark, any guy who loses money is going to look for another <laughs> opportunity to gain money. Mark has a bowl See, that's what it is. And I'm not going to be disrespected by you. I'm not going to let you disrespect my friends in the wrestling business that have paid mm -hmm. their dues 14, 15 years in this business 
to do things the right way, to earn their paydays, to earn the money that they get. Because your opinion is that you don't want to pay people. I want to make people understand why I did not go to the BCW show yesterday. Because I'm not an idiot. I was very well aware that once this this company, the company that I helped build, that I helped put my blood, sweat, and tears in, BCW, was going to form and join forces with Tier 1 Wrestling to become Tier 1 Wrestling powered by Bree Combination, which is the stupidest name I've ever heard in my life. Because let me tell you something, when two companies form together as one, they're going to form a new name. They're not going to just be tier one. I knew exactly what the plot was. I've been around the block a few times. I'm not an idiot. I'm very intelligent. I'm an above average intelligent man, you know? And I'm a very intelligent man when it comes to the sport of professional wrestling. I was trained by the right people. I've seen things. I've been in real locker rooms. I've been in real locker rooms with real people who have been all over television, done things the right way, and I'm not here to toot my own horn, but I'm not an idiot and I'm not a mark. Oh, Mark. Where are you, Mark? What the fuck you say to me? Hey, he called you a mark. I'm fucking mark. Alright. Well, so, uh, yeah, that was, uh, that's BC. That's the whole thing that has the New York industry. Wrestling, wrestling business industry. in a tizzy right now. That is, yeah, that shit is going on fire. And, uh, you know, I just hope it simmers down. Uh, I don't like drama we, that much. So now that we've covered all the negative aspects oh, of ECW event, I think it's time we tell the nice heel turn wrestling audience about the positive thing that happened to us at the show. Was it your belt? It was the lovely heel turn <laughs> wrestling podcast belt that when I made this, it was under the assumption it would more or less be uh, a prop, a bit of a, just some something for the heel turn guys to have at shows, hold up, just mess around with people. Maybe we'd like fight for it, what culture style, or like heel turn, or like uh, Grimm's Toy Show style. But I bring this to the every show. This is the second show I'll bring it to. I'm going to bring it to uh, at High Intensity 5 that when I go. And I'm going to see if I can bring it to NXT Brooklyn. I don't know if they allow in stuff like this, but I'm going to try yeah, my they, best. They should if they allow the fucking metal ones. Fair point. Well, I'm going to I'm going to try to bring this everywhere, just get the name out there. So what happens is I bring it in, and I'm messing around with you. You seem very impressed by it. And I show it to a bunch of different wrestlers. And you'll have to edit in some pictures of the wrestlers who wore this. But I got pictures with a very good roster I got TJ Mark TJ Marconi just took it from me and just wore it around his waist for a second. He was very impressed by it. Um, Caveman really liked it. Um, Mike Orlando really liked it. Everybody, fans came up to me, wanted to wear it, and like I got into a a, sh a fake shoot argument with a bunch of other people with replica belts, and I was saying, "I'm the real." champion i'm the champion in here and it's just like your belt's made out of cardboard it doesn't even count so all across the board the belt was a big hit with a lot of people but there was one person who it was not a big hit with and that was with mr darius carter or as i prefer to call him right now the greatest heel working right now in the new york wrestling Aww. business because you, you think I'm shocked. Here's why. This guy stayed in character the whole fucking night. 
So TJ Marconi sees my belt and he's like, oh, hey, Darius, check out this belt that this fan made. And he's like, Darius Carter's like, I'm not touching that. I'm not touching that thing. I don't know where it's been. And that would have <laughs> been funny enough. But then him and TJ Marconi have their match, one of the only good matches on the show, mind you. They get out there. They do their thing. They walk by me. Darius Carter reaches over, rips the belt off my shoulder, and hucks it into a fucking wall. And it gets a huge reaction from everybody. And I just say, motherfucker. And I, go, I gotta walk up. I gotta grab it, go dust it off. And I'm like, son of a bitch. And then, sure enough, I don't even engage with the guy the rest of the night. I'm not going up to him. I'm not pestering him. He seems busy. But every time he walks by me, the guy flips it off my shoulder, throws it on the ground, does something to it, but then the ultimate indignity happens, and this is one of the greatest things that's ever happened to me at a wrestling show. Me and Isaac, and he can attest to this, he was there. Yep. We are sitting in near the back row, right? We're sitting near the back row? Yeah, it was like the back of the venue. We're sitting near the back of the venue, the and we're sitting are. in front of uh, Miss New York, Mike Orlando, and Sonny Kiss. We're oh, sitting life! With them. What? Yes. Huh? What happened, Mark? I love Miss New York. She's great. She, that woman, super friendly, always says hi, always always very friendly. Mike Orlando, he's really nice. They're both very sweet people. But what happens is I'm sitting in front of them, and then Isaac, I'm telling Isaac, fucking Darius Carter has been punking me all night. He's been taking the belt off he me. He's been throwing it. He's been night. doing all this shit. And then guess who happens to walk over? And I, I start holding on to the belt because I don't want him to throw it again. I'm just honestly, I want to keep it in one piece. But then Isaac, like a total heel, takes, after what I've told him, takes the belt, holds it up like he's presenting it to Darius. And he's like, oh, hey, Darius, check this out. My buddy made it. He's really proud of it. And then Darius Carter, without blinking, without saying a word, takes the belt, like, the, takes the belt, walks slowly to the other side of the slowly. room and plops it on top of a garbage can. <laughs> and then he just comes up to me, just taps me on the shoulder and just says, go get it. And I'm like, do I have to? And I'm, like, I'm playing along with it, obviously. And I'm like, do I have to go get it? Yes, you do. It's yours. Go get it. I walk up. I get it off of the garbage can. I sit down in my seat. Mike Orlando Miss New York and Sunny Kiss are laughing their asses off at this. And then I sit down. Darius Carter's like, I can see you're overwhelmed by this. Your tear ducts look like they're about to start pouring. How about you just shut up and enjoy the show? And I'm like, okay. Best interaction I had all night. Totally saved what would have been an utterly like lopsided and uneventful show. Made it a very fantastic social interaction. So props to Darius Carter for not only staying in character, but for making it in it for for interacting with me without me even like engaging with him. That guy is an is an A plus entertainer and a heel. Definitely, man. It, it was not to mention for the future, I did get a picture of a current TNA star holding this beautiful championship. Isaac, do you want to tell him who we got to hold the belt? Reindeer. Moose? Wait, we got reindeer? Reindeer. <laughs> we did not get we did not we unfortunately did not get reindeer, but I did get without even asking him, Moose was very impressed by my little he arts and it. crafts project and was very eager to Moose take a picture awesome. with this it. This is an awesome guy. But yeah, uh we'll, we're gonna go on to break right now. When we come back, we're gonna be talking about this week in wrestling, Monday Night Raw SmackDown. Uh we're gonna give our thoughts on all that jazz. Uh Bray Wyatt. Apparently injured. 
bunch of news to talk about. Plus, still to come at the end of this episode, the Robert Rayleigh's interview. Really fun, really dope. Coming up next. Stick around. Mark Dance. Mark Dance. I can't see Mark. Oh, there he is. the New York area, if you're here for SummerSlam weekend, make sure to come to House of Glory Wrestling as they present High Intensity 5, featuring the Hardy Boys, Drew Galloway, Mickey James, and the current House of Glory heavyweight champion, EC3. Tickets available at houseofglorywrestling.net, H-O-G-Wrestling.net as well. Whatever you put is going to go to the same website. Follow them. If you come to SummerSlam weekend, we're going to be there. It's going to be fucking awesome. H-O-G Wrestling on Twitter, Facebook, all that jazz, Instagram, or probably Tinder. That would be pretty cool if they have a Tinder. Uh, Tinder. Uh, yeah. Also, ICW makes its comeback show October 15th at the Queensboro Elks Lodge, featuring Sabu, Rhino, Sammy Callahan, Trevor Lee, uh, there's a bunch of names, Loki, uh, not TJP, unfortunately for Mark. Damn it! Make sure to come through. ICW New York on Facebook and Twitter. Duck the Clothesline Wrestling. All shirt and apparel worn by people like Sami Zayn, AJ Styles, Sasha Banks, Rey Mysterio Jr., and many more. DuckTheClothesline.com You can follow the Hilton Wrestling Podcast on Facebook and Twitter. Our Twitter and Instagram is at Heel Turn Pod, and our Facebook is Heel Turn Wrestling. Mark has some. What the fuck is that? I made an omelet, guys. Oh, omelet du fromage. It's an omelet du fromage. I made an omelet. We are back in the Hilton Wrestling Podcast, Monday what Night Raw. What the hell was that? Shut the fuck up, Mark. That was Batman theme. Shut up, Mark. Let's go with it. No, 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 Heel turn. Heel turn. I'm amazed. Like, I am so happy that Moose kept his entrance music. Yeah, he made it. Like, it's his property, right? He owns it. That's all his rights. If he goes to NXT, he could use it, I think. I think. He'd probably get a change. Like, I'm really happy that he, like, be honest, the guy's great in the ring, but a, a huge chunk of what makes his identity is that awesome music. Yeah. It was like, the Sandman really wasn't the Sandman without the Metallica song playing. Yeah. No, oh, the Metallica song playing. <laughs> not, not the song that says his name. Hello? Goodbye. Yeah. So how's no, it's like a majority of what made that guy cool was the was the internet. That, that was what made him cool. But then when he came to WWE, they didn't pay for the rights anymore, and so they gave him that. 
It just the most brutally terrible generic rock track you could ever have. Yeah. Like all of Isaac's music. I'm gonna fucking kill you. How's how's Raw? What you guys Raw thought about Raw? was decent. It was it was it, you know what it was decent pushing good. It was at least a a, a C plus B minus show on us. And maybe even a, a B minus. I'll give it a okay. B minus. Like coming off of if this had just been an average Raw on any given week, it would have been fine. But this was following up on that amazing Raw they had last week, which was five star across the board television. Probably one of the best Raws they've done in a while. And this was. It wasn't bad, but merely compared to that, it was just okay. It wasn't anything special. Like, I, I'll go down the card with you guys, but it opened up with, uh, actually, funny enough, the one thing I will say about the show, which was fantastic, was it didn't open up with the GMs just talking for 20 minutes. Instead, it opened up with, it opened up with Sasha Banks, Charlotte, Chris Jericho and Enzo Amore doing a bit together, which I was frankly all for because I am so tired of every week it opening with the GMs, it opening with the authority, it opening with those guys. If you're going to have a show about wrestlers, have it be about the wrestlers and don't isolate the wrestlers just to their own storylines. Have them interact with each other. Make the WWE universe seem bigger. Maybe Chris Jericho could get involved with this this week. Maybe Enzo and Cass could do this this week. Maybe Sasha Banks could do this. There, you create these interesting characters. Have them interact off of each other. Have them their different personalities clash with each other. That's writing 101. Just have different personalities work off of each other. I'm a comic book fan. You get superheroes and supervillains in a room together... You want different personalities working and engaging off of each other. And it's always just the two same guys always talking to each other or the authority figure telling you what the, what's going to happen. I preferred if it was the wrestlers taking the initiative. I like how you put it. Like after really the uh, well after that point, that there was uh, – oh, God. This is – oh, okay. This was fucking hilarious and I know you guys probably want to talk about this. Braun Strowman and the return hey, of... I thought you were going to talk about the actual match because... Braun Strowman looks like a baby with a beard, damn it. No, but with the Chris Jericho, um, Charlotte, Sasha, and Enzo, I thought WWE was going to like change like their ways and actually have the girls... Intergender? Yes. Like Lucha Underground style. Yes. That's like, what I thought they were going to go. Because I thought know, that they were going to do that, and they didn't. Like, baby steps with WWE, because, like, Lucha Underground, it's my favorite promotion, but uh, I don't, I'm honestly kind of glad they're not just cherry-picking things that work in Lucha Underground and, like, forcing them into WWE. I feel like there'll be a time for intergendered wrestling to come to WWE, but that time is not now, unfortunately. You can't see me. My time is now. You cannot see me. My time is now. After, which was a pretty good, the match was fine. It was a pretty good match. Although, this does lead to one of the greatest <laughs> botches in recent weeks. Uh-oh, what happened? Oh, God. Okay, the referee, like, oh. Sasha Banks is the champion right now. Mark knows what I'm talking about. Uh -oh. He saw the meme of this. And Sasha Banks is champion right now, but the referee after Charlotte and Dana Brooke and Chris Jericho get out of the ring and are like scampering up the up the ring up the up the ramp. The referee mistakenly tries to hand the women's championship back to Charlotte. 
Like, he still no, thinks she's champion. Motherfucker forgot. Motherfucker forgot, indeed. And I was just like, dude, you had one fucking job. You had one... Did he have one job, Mark? He had one job. He, it just, you know, and he, the funny thing is, he brought it from wherever, where, like, the bell is, all the way to Charlotte, who was, like, halfway up the ramp. And he's like, oh, take your boat. She's like, no. It's not mine anymore, bro. I, she, she almost looked like she was trying to, like, play it off as, like, a heel thing. But, no, that was just a flat-out, like, that was a fl- like, that was botchamania right there. If I was to play it off, I would have taken the belt, raise it up, and then drop it. Yeah, she should have done that. Like, play it off, like, if you told them to get the boat. Like, like honestly, but honestly, there was this amazing, th- that was amazing, just seeing this paid referee fuck that up so badly. But after a pretty good uh, mixed tag team match, we got what is now becoming the highlight of every New Era Raw, the, thir- the 45-second Braun Strowman squash match. That motherfucker is goddamn enormous, and he's eating dudes that are my size. It's his new diet. That's pretty, pretty, pretty homosexual. Kidding. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. I love everyone. Like, as far as Raw goes, other than the Strowman part and the, and the ending Paul Heyman promo, which was fantastic, it was really only worth it for... Uh, for the RKO out of nowhere from Randy Orton. That was awesome. I, 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 I like WWE's did. shoddy writing yeah. and the way they try to keep things consistent. I thought they were going to keep him off Raw. But no, have him invade through the crowd, RKO Lesnar, have the GMs be mad about it, put it in character, and make it part of the story. And then have Lesnar invade SmackDown, like make it a storyline reason. I was perfectly fine with that. And segueing to SmackDown... SmackDown overall was about the same quality as the week before. We get a we get a pretty good triple threat match between Callisto, Baron Corbin, and uh, Apollo Crews, and they're they're having a number one contenders match to see who's going to face the Miz, and that was that was pretty good. And I of course, that, what, I yeah, that Apollo Crews is only winning with roll ups. Yeah, what what do you think about Apollo Crews defeating Kalisto? Like I, I, I didn't like how he huh. defeated Kalisto and, and Baron Corbin. It was weird. They're that was black guy. all he does is smile. I'm sorry. I'm just. I don't. I'm not invested. I don't think he deserves a number one contendership spot. Neither do I. Yeah, and like you, they're trying to do. I like the guy just fine. Certainly, his in ring ability is amazing. He's such a quality wrestler. But like, they got to give the guy some personality. The closest he's had to having some form of personality was when that time he walked up and punched Sheamus right in the face. That was good. <laughs> That was great, but I'm like, more of that, please. Less, <laughs> I'm Apollo Crews. <laughs> What's up? <laughs> Wanna, I'm going to shake your hand. <laughs> I smart. Less of that, more of, more punch to the face. More of that shit. That was awesome. Like Roman Reigns. He should like, win. Yes, make him more, like, ugh. Uh, you know what? Honestly, no, no. <laughs> Telling anybody to be like Roman Reigns. Telling anybody to be like Roman Reigns is basically saying, throw your career in a dumpster. That's what you should do. That's what I was thinking. Apollo Crews should wear like a sweater and get his gimmick should be uh fucking what's that guy's name? 
Roman Reigns. No, the guy that's like, welcome to the neighborhood or some shit. What's, what's that? He had Mr. a show. Oh, the, um, neighborhood, um. Mr. Rogers. Mr. Rogers. He should be Mr. Rogers. That's, that should yeah, be his gimmick. He, no, that fucker looks like he should be wearing a cuddly sweater. Right? A saying, little cuddly welcome sweater. Welcome to the neighborhood. I want you to be my fucking neighbor. Oh, my God. Oh that would be a great gimmick. That would be, someone should do the Mr. Rogers thing. Oh, God, they're going to do it now. They're going to steal it from us. Other than that, I'm going to go through this rapid fire. There wasn't a lot to talk about. Uh, American Alpha made their de- debut, which was awesome. Who's their debut against? Oh, yeah, the Vaude Villains. The, Vaude, Vaude Villains. Oh, the poor fucking Vaude Villains. Dude, I love them, but they're just grabbing. I love them, too, but, oh, my God, it is so not working on the main roster. They had, like, two months where they could have something been done with them, and then... They're jobbing out to Golden Truth and American oh, Alpha damn. in like five minutes. What? Golden Truth? I, did, I don't even remember them jobbing out. That's horrible. Oh, they jobbed out to them in one minute on Raw. It was insane. They jobbed out like that. Jesus Christ. They, they were, the, like, when the Shining Stars are getting more of a push than them, that is sad. And I loved them in NXT, but oh. Mm, poor, poor, fucking NXT poor Simon Gotch, poor Aiden English. Yeah. Poor, they're both so good. Hashtag go to. Go to New Japan or some shit. I don't know. Go to <laughs> Hashtag Vaudevillains <laughs> for New Japan. What they would do really well there. That kind of goofy gimmick would work well over gimmick. there. It's not a goofy gimmick. Oh, my God. No, it's not the, okay, inherently, it's goofy. Any gimmick <laughs> can sound goofy. They do it unbelievably well. I love those promos they did back in NXT where they were like, what's that, Commissioner? Those pesky Lucha Dragons are attacking City Hall with dynamite? We'll be right there. But first, we have to train. They'll be lifting dumbbells. They'll be doing push-ups. They'll be fighting bears in, like, black and white stock footage. And then they'd, like, there'd be, like, a mushroom cloud explosion. They'd defeat the pesky Lucha Dragons. That shit was fucking great. Like, they're so good. They're so talented. But Vince McMahon thinks they're stupid. So, clearly, they're not going anywhere. In the same way, like, he, he, he wants them to succeed, but he doesn't quite get Enzo and Cass. He doesn't quite get them. I love Enzo and Cass. Oh, I love them too. Regard and then we other than that there was the uh, arcade there was Lesnar's surprise attack. There was uh it, there was uh ooh there was the there was John Cena getting heat over on AJ Styles. That's official yeah. for SummerSlam, both of them. It yeah. was always official that that match is going to be amazing, but apparently like John Cena, what he had to say really rubbed uh, Daniel Bryan the wrong way. I, I don't even remember his promo, honestly. He said, "You're only here because you're good at wrestling. You can go wrestle anywhere else." What? Some something like that. I'll look up the clip. It's That's it's so kind stupid of... to say. Why else would he be here? Yeah, yeah, that didn't make much sense to me. He said, "You're only good because you're good at wrestling." Something like that. I'll look up the direct quote, but other than that, there was uh, there was uh, John, there was uh, Bray Wyatt versus Dolph Ziggler, which was actually the highlight of the full show. That was actually a fantastic match. Bray Wyatt, that dude, not, not enough people give that guy credit as like an in-ring performer. They praise the gimmick, but that dude has been solidly improving over his three Does years in the company. Does he have dreads now? Huh? Does he have dreads now? Yeah. yeah. He has, I think it's it's supposed to be a shot at Matt Hardy and his, like, bleach streak. Oh, shit. I think it's supposed to be a shot at him. Dude, I, I, I like... Shot. I think it looks cool. I think, I, I think it looks fine, the too. Dreads is a great look for him. You're a great look for him. I'm gonna kill you. While Dolph Ziggler, uh, wrestling Dolph Okay, Ziggler. here's what... Here's what John Cena actually said, and if I'm gonna take this right... I'm reading from the Inquisitor article, okay. and 
John Cena rebuffed AJ's message with a passionate speech, claiming all that he is in still in WWE, despite all the outside projects he takes because he loves the WWE. He's loyal to them. And he says, AJ Styles, you wouldn't, he, and he says, I wouldn't wrestle anywhere else outside of the company because I'm loyal to them. And he says to AJ, you would have no trouble wrestling for another promotion because you're not loyal to this company. He just got to the company. Why would he be loyal to it? Yeah, exactly. He just got there, you fucking idiots. Go sell some Toys R Us shirts, all right? Kmart, Kmart. Kmart, Kmart. Fruity Pebble, fucking. (laughs) Fucking Fruity Pebble looking rap motherfucker. (laughs) You gimmick shit, you're. Promos is shit. Go fucking away. Go, go, go shit somewhere else. While wrestling Dolph Ziggler, Bray Wyatt rolled his ankle. Yeah, that looked bad. You could see oh, the ref threw up the X. Bad, man. The ref threw up terrible. It was with a roll up, and he that ankle. You could see it. It did not look right at all. Oh, hopefully, poor hopefully it's just a minor sprain, and he can get through it. But like this guy cannot. This cannot keep happening to him. He's been getting hurt a lot, and it's been derailing potentially great things he has this face turn that might be happening but then he gets injured and that gets blown under the rug and then he gets hurt and if he gets hurt again i don't know what the point's gonna be like you don't see it's usually just him on his own now despite the fact eric rowan is on the roster with him i i I like cheese i just made an awesome omelet uh eric rowan I'm not a big fan of them anymore. I used to be such a big Bray, Bray Wyatt and Wyatt Family fan. fan and That's because they, either you've soured on them because they don't do anything with them. They show Every Bray Wyatt feud is essentially the same. Just roll a dice. A, a guy on YouTube, Spoonie, who does a show called Wrestle Wrestle, once yeah. did an amazing bit. His name's Spoonie. He's fucking hilarious. Wrestle did a, Wrestle? He did a, he, he did a V. It's called Wrestle Wrestle. And he did a vlog on, I think, Money in the Bank one time last year. And he says, okay, he takes out like a D&D board and an eight-sided dice. And he's like, and this month, uh, Bray Wyatt is feuding with uh, Roman Reigns. Just, just like, It's totally random. It could be Ryback. It could be Chris Jericho. His feuds are always the same. Attack somebody, ex- never explain why, fight them, win one, lose one, feud ends. He has been in WWE three years, and he has yet to even go after a WWE championship. Longest, Husky Harris. Oh, yeah. Well, the Bray Wyatt character. Husky Harris wasn't going to win no championships. Let's just get that out of the way. I'm talking as know. Bray Wyatt. Harris was a great wrestler. Mark, get me some orange juice. No. Come on, you fuck. Get me some fucking oranges, man. The fridge. Like Husky Harris wasn't gonna win no championships, but Bray Wyatt. In his... What? Kiwi strawberry juice. Okay. <laughs> if you cannot see, sure, sure. Uh, Mark is getting a delicious a glass of juice during the show. I uh, love having video on the show now. This is awesome. <laughs> this is fucking amazing. Fucking Mark. God damn it. Oh, he super kicked his fridge. Wait, I didn't see it. I didn't see it. Super Mark, you gotta talk shot. so, cause like Skype audio, audio, uh, bleh, I can't talk. Automatically like detects your voice for video. Mark, say something and then do it. Cock. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I gotta cut up so many clips from this episode. Hey, I'm not so, wearing. This is gonna be the best episode ever. <laughs> but, like, I think we're running out of time, so I'm just going to wrap up the rest of SmackDown really quick. Uh, Vaudevillain's job, 
Randy, uh, Lesnar jumps Randy Orton and attacks him. Mm -hmm. Mark is beating the shit out of his fridge. That happened on SmackDown. Mark, say something. Fucking fridge. Yeah, and I mean, other than that, it was pretty much just an average SmackDown. Like there was a really good promo between uh, between uh, Ambrose and Ziggler, and I'm looking forward to that match, despite what Cameron might think. Oh, if he if he ever wants to come on, I don't know. I don't know. Cameron's always right. I will debate that guy. I will debate him so hard. Well, you know what we're finally gonna do? We'll probably do like a like a special de debate episode, kind of like when when it's like election time, like Novemberish. It's gonna be like you and Cameron. Just. Put me up against that guy. I want to debate. I don't care if it's about... Everyone hates that guy, yo. Why does everyone hate... New Japan Wrestling. Cameron, if you're listening to this, I, I don't... I'm not going to be mean to you. I'm not going to, like, like throw you under the bus. We're worried about you being mean to him. We're worried about him being mean to you. No, it's like, I'm going to take the fucking high road. Cameron, I swear to you, I want to do this straight up with you. Like, I, I'm interested in what you have to say. I don't care if it's about Raw, SmackDown... WWE, a specific wrestler, or New Japan pro fucking wrestling. I want to debate you on this. I am calling you out. I I, I want to masturbate Isaac. What the fuck? What the hell is wrong with you? Mark's done with the show. Uh, Mark is officially checked out, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> so I think that's uh. Is that where we want to end it now? Uh, you know, do you, you have anything else to say? Because nothing else really happened this week. We'll, we'll... Honestly, apologies, my worst week on the show couldn't have been for a more epic week in wrestling, but other than the Cruiserweight Classic and uh, a few decent spots on Raw, there's not a lot to talk about. We got more mileage out of talking about Dennis Long and all of the <laughs> bullshit that's been going on lately. So this is more of a this is more of an indie episode than a full... We'll definitely be doing more in the future, man, like this. I really enjoyed it. Oh, this was this was fun as hell. I enjoy. I thank you so much for having me on. I wanted to be on the show for the longest time. The only thing that was keeping me from doing it was school and my job. Yeah. But now I have time, and I totally want to do this more. This was completely last minute. This was gonna be like just me in it too. So I just woke up. You. Mark just woke <laughs> Gee, up. Really, you're having breakfast at three thirty. Oh my god, that was a great omelet. Jesus oh, Christ! <laughs> Yo, you just woke up for real? I didn't even know that. Yeah, I woke up and said, hey, fuck you. Like, no. Well, looks like it's the end of our journey this week. But first, we need to go on to the Rob Aurelius. Stop Aralius. touching me there! Hey, stop it! The Rob Aurelius interview. Yes. But first, a ditty. Stop touching me! Shut the fuck up! <laughs> it's a beautiful day in this neighborhood. A beautiful day for a neighborhood. Mr. Hipster, no! Could you be mine? It's a neighborly day in this beauty wood. A neighborly day for a beauty. Would you be mine? Stop touching me there! <laughs> I have always wanted to have a neighbor just like you. I was talking to you, Mark. I've always <laughs> Not again! <laughs> with you. So let's make the most of this beautiful day. Okay. Since we're together, well. we might as well say, Would you be mine? Would you be mine? Would you be my neighbor? Okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> on to interview. Any final words, guys? I would just like to say thanks for having me on the show. And Cameron, come at me, bro. I'm ready. Bring on the hate. Oh, that's on. Ben is calling your ass out. Mark. Um. I had a good omelet, had fun, 
Fuck Isaac. Yeah. Normal day in the neighborhood. No, it's yeah. normal day in the heel turn wrestling pod universe. Our, oh wow! I'm Isaac, any last that. words? I'm gonna kill you. Which I'm gonna kill you. I don't know. What would my last words? It would probably be like, uh, why? Should have bought more wrestling shirts. <laughs> Should have been Dennis. All right, now on to. <laughs> I think the moral of the story, boys and girls, there's one moral we can take away from this exciting episode of Heel Turn Wrestling Pod. It's that you could have the shittiest day of your entire life, but be lucky that you're not Dennis Long and that you don't work at Heel Wrestling. I'm fucking dead. All right, here's the new Rob. <laughs> He's fat too. Peace out, guys. Deuces. Deuces. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, it's Hipster Isaac from Heel Turn Wrestling. I'm here with uh, NYC Entrepreneur, one of the big marketers here, making the big bucks, you know what I'm saying. He also likes cigars. Uh, I just want everyone to know that right now. It's very important that you keep in your mind he is a cigar aficionado, Mr. Bob Aurelius. What are you doing, man? I'm good. Thank you very much. Man, I, uh, you have great facial hair. Thank you. <laughs> All right. I had to, st- <laughs> I had to say it. Uh, it's, uh, by the way, it's a Gene Snitsky's beard oil, which you could... Oh, yeah, I, I've heard of it. Which you could find on uh, BigGeneSnitsky.com. Is it, how, how is beard oil? Like, does oh, it, God, does it make it soothing? Does it make it hot? Do you have to warm it up? Or? Well, no. The beard oil, all you have to do is, you know, after you shower, you know, you apply it on your beard, and uh, okay. it, it grooms it. It keeps it conditioned. Yep. It helps it grow, you know, naturally. And, uh, you know, because I, I had a lot of patches in my beard before, you know, I started using Snitsky's beard oil recently and uh you know it keeps my beard fresh and clean and uh as you can see it's growing and it, it makes it real dark which is what i've always wanted i don't want my beard to look too shabby and too light yeah definitely so I, shout out to gene snitsky for that shout out to gene snitsky uh you're a part of managing many talent now i just want you to give a, a quick background on uh what do you do like, what's your background? What what are your occupations are right now? Yeah, well, pretty much my background is in marketing, promotions, and advertising. I do a lot of advertising work for brands. Uh, I do, uh, you know, advertising and promotions for, uh, you know, companies, uh, actors, uh, you know, musicians, athletes. I just recently started working with athletes, but when I when I say athletes, I mean more like professional wrestlers. So you know, just pretty much doing promotions for anything out there that needs to be promoted now we, we've met about two years ago at the Elks Lodge if, if you're not from New York it's uh, one of the most famous wrestling venues companies like ECW also used to be in the the one with the balconies so I just wanted before we before we go into history we go into that uh, I noticed a lot has happened since we last met uh, you're working with a promotion LEW uh, you're also Involved with uh, multiple talent. I don't know. Is, is it like managing? Like, yeah. When it comes to like wrestling, I, I, I what I do is I, I'm an agent for wrestlers. Agent. So what I do yeah. is, you know, some wrestlers that I'm pro- I'm promoting, which to name a few, Jeet Stitsky, uh Prince Nana from Ring of Honor, the Brooklyn Brawler. Uh, what I do is I take I take their bookings. So you know, of course, I'm always checking my emails to see if uh, there's any booking increase coming in. So you know. Uh, I'm I'm working with these guys right now, and it's been pretty good. And I like what I, I like, you know, what I what I'm doing so far. So I'm looking forward to managing more. When talent. did when did you start doing this? Uh, I started really doing it for real, for real, like this year, because okay. for two years I had the uh, the opportunity to do it, and uh, I just you know 
because the way the wrestling industry could be sometimes, I, I kind of kept myself a little bit out of it. But, you know, I was I was told, hey, listen, why not, you know, you're losing money by not doing it. So I was like, you know what, I guess. Uh, and, you know, part of my, my company, which is called A&R Collective Group, which is an entertainment firm here in New York City, one of the services we offer is talent management. So, you know, I don't want to see, I don't want to make it seem like I'm actually like discriminating against wrestlers when it comes to talent management. Because I've had people in the past from the wrestling industry reach out to me as far as talent management. Now, are you only doing wrestlers or are you also doing other people? I definitely want to start doing, like, you know, boxers because I have a lot of friends that are boxers. More athletes. Yeah, I, I want to start doing more athletes and, uh, you know, eventually, you know, because I like what Rock Nation's doing and Rock Nation's one of the companies that I look up to as far as business. So, like, in the near future, of course, I want to, like, kind of be on the same caliber as them so i want to start managing more athletes because you know as far as musicians i manage a lot of those um actors i manage a lot of those i want to start managing like athletes because you know i like sports uh with your experience like you don't have to name names do you have any like people that you regret or any experience really of any drama queens in your talent relationships uh, well, you know, I, I live by uh, the whole thing where I don't ever regret anything. Everything is, you know, if something happened, it's a lesson learned, and I learn from it and move on. But, uh, you know, yeah, not to name any names, but I've had had some talents or, you know, celebrities that I've worked with that I thought it was going to be, you know, a piece of cake to work with them, or at least it was going to be reasonable, but it wasn't. And uh, I actually, you know, I cut ties with most of those people. Because, you know, I couldn't just have that negative energy. Definitely. Now, that's a smart move because you don't want ne negative energy towards the future of your career. Uh, basically, you're also a commissioner right now, involved with multiple athletes, and uh, it's called LAW. Can you tell the fans what LAW is? Legendary Action Wrestling is a new wrestling promotion. It's New York-based. It's owned by Frankie Flo, uh, who's the promoter. And, uh, you know, I've it was introduced to LAW by an associate of mine named David who actually does all their video stuff and uh, you know uh, I met LAW uh, because uh, at the time I was trying to get Brooklyn Brawler booked on their show that they had in Brooklyn called the Brooklyn Brawl and it worked out you know it was a good event um, I got very close with Frankie Flo uh, you know we talk occasionally on the phone and we t you know about you know how to take things to the next level when it comes to LAW and uh, you know I've met some of the talent great people Frankie's son, who's also a wrestler, uh, shout out to him, uh, Junior Flo and Frankie Flo. And uh, yeah, recently I started doing uh, on, you know, uh, it's not in real life, but you know, like uh, storyline, I'm kind of like their uh, commissioner for now. And uh, just trying to see how things are, work out with that. Have you ever considered uh, working inside the ring uh, more physically? Like, have you ever thought about training to become a, prof a professional wrestler? Actually, I'm in the process of training because uh, if, you know, I, what I really want to do is I want to be a manager when it comes to wrestlers because, you know, I, I think it's fun to manage. Uh, you know? I see it. Yeah. So, uh, of course, you know, if I want to be a manager or if I'm going to be the commissioner full time, I'm going to have to have to do some type of trainings because, you know, I have to learn how to take the bumps and stuff like do, that. Do you have a favorite manager from from past WWE, any promotion? Do you have a favorite manager that you could come into mind? I have a lot of them, uh, but the main manager that I love the most and I look up to him is Paul Heyman. Oh, I love him. Of course. Original. Yep. Very charismatic. Loud. Get straight to the point. You'll be invested in the character. Uh, now... This doesn't have to happen, but I think, when I think of you, I think about maybe Mr. Fuji, you know, instead of some rice. Listen, no, listen, man, you're laughing now. Listen, 
guess instead of rice, right, you get Snitsky's beard oil, right? Splash a little bit in the guy's face. What do you think? <laughs> I don't I don't know if Snitsky would appreciate I'll give you a high five, I'm just saying right now. I'll yeah, do no, that. I don't, I'll know if, I don't know if Snitsky fully support. I don't know if, I don't know if Snitsky would appreciate <laughs> yeah. me wasting beard oil. But you know what he would appreciate? Punting babies. You know, uh, uh, dolls, little dolls. <laughs> yeah, maybe I guess. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, I don't know. When it comes to a manager, um, somebody thought I was weird for saying this. Somebody in the wrestling industry who's actually very close to me. Uh, I'm not gonna mention his name because I don't want to make it seem like I'm. Let's, let's call him Philip. Yeah, I guess. But that's, that's uh, not his name, is it? No. Oh, thank I, God. I told him that I wanted to. If I came into the wrestling industry as a manager, I wanted to come in as a heel manager. And he said that, you know, that's not how I should come in. And, yeah. you know, that's not really being like, you know, that's kind of, I don't know if he said it was a broad statement or something, but he suggested that if I came in, just come in and go with the flow, see, you know, but I mean, my dream is eventually if I do become a professional wrestling manager, um, I want to be a heel manager because I love Paul Heyman. Yeah. You know, he's a heel that you love. And I kind of want to be like Paul Heyman. I want to be that heel manager that, you know, when I come out, it's not like it's boring. It's actually interesting. Yeah. And people are going to be into it. So you would be very vocal. Very vocal, yeah. There's a lot of uh, managers, but not as much in the indie scene as there used to be. I think that would be actually a great move, if, well, especially a, especially if you were one of the bad guys. That's the thing. I, I actually want to work in the indies. I mean, I'm already in working in the indies with LAW, but um, I actually want to work in the indies as a manager. And uh, hopefully I could get a few guys that I can manage, you know, like Snitsky, who's doing some... Uh, Indies right now. Hopefully, I could get a match where I could manage him. Uh, Brooklyn Brawler. Uh, I already managed him. Kind of managed him for one match already. But hopefully, you know, uh, with his, uh, in regards to his future with LAW, if he comes back, I could manage him because you know he did say that his next LAW match, he wants me to be in his corner. And uh, you know, uh, not. But he, at the end of the day, uh, these are big names. Yeah. I want to be able to manage guys that are just starting in the industry. Definitely. So if somebody that's new and I like what he's doing. Upcoming. If I, yeah, upcoming. If I can manage, for example, like somebody like Frankie Flo's son, which is uh, uh, Junior Flo, who I mentioned earlier. I know he may not seem like he needs a manager right now, but if the opportunity was to happen where I could be his manager someday, I would love it. Yeah. Uh, there's actually another wrestler who's actually coming, by the way. Uh, he's making his New York debut this weekend um, at the LAW show in Yonkers. His name is JXT. Um, if he ever comes back to the U.S., I, I would love to manage that guy. Is he Australian talent? Yeah, he's Australian. He's actually the greatest Mo-born Australian talent out there, and uh, he's big. He's very big. Are, are you aware of these overseas talent that everyone's talking about, like uh, Zack Sabre and uh, everyone from the U.K.? What do, you, what do you think about, I don't know if you've seen it, have you seen, I asked Grimmie for this last time, uh, Ricochet versus Will Ospreay? Have you seen footage from that? I haven't seen it, but uh, when I was on a podcast recently, I, I, I heard about that. They were talking okay. about it. I, I, I didn't even know exactly what I'll, what I'll set up the pace. Uh, it was a spot fest. I'll be honest. It was a spot fest. But what a lot of people, besides the millions that loved it, a lot of people think they didn't sell enough. What do you think about selling in wrestling? Were you selling, like... Moves. Moves? I, I, listen, you have to sell it to the crowd. Uh, the crowd has to, like, really, really... I mean, listen... A lot of people know that wrestling is uh, scripted. Uh, scripted, but uh, you know, for those people who believe that wrestling is not scripted, you gotta you gotta be able to sell it to them and to all of them. You Definitely. really because it's all very ages. important. It's very important. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know that's what the crowd is there for. The crowd is there to see, to be entertained, and to see stuff like whether it's good stuff or bad stuff. And if it's good stuff, it's gotta be, you know, a hundred percent good. And if it's bad stuff, it's gotta be hundred percent bad. You know? Definitely. Now talking about the independent scene and uh, people like Prince Nana. 
Snitsky, Brooklyn Brawler. Um, how did how did you get involved? How did you start? For those of you who want who are listening right now, actually, that want to follow your footsteps, how did you start? Uh, I met Snitsky at a charity event, and I never honestly thought that I was going to get into the wrestling industry. But uh, you know, Snitsky from time to time gave me advice because I always told him that I wanted to be part of the wrestling industry. I didn't want to be a fan anymore. I actually wanted to be like part of it. And you know, he gave me advice. He gave me a few warnings and told me, "Listen, the wrestling industry is not rainbows and all that stuff like people think it is. But you know, just take your time with it." Same thing with Prince Nana, who I appreciate for it. Uh, when I met Nana, Nana really sat down with me several times and spoke to me about it, and he gave me a lot of guidance and said, "Listen, if this is what you want to do." Uh, you have to understand that you're going to have to make certain sacrifices. Same thing with Brooklyn Brawler. Uh, the times that I've spoken to him on the phone and when I was recently with him at the LAW show, he gave me a lot of advice. And, uh, you know, so far I came in the right way because, you know, it's, I didn't come in, you know, trying to kiss anybody's butt or anything because I don't do any of that stuff. But I, I came in, introduced myself to certain people. I said, listen, you know, I have a background in promotions. Uh, you know, entertainment is something that I love. And, uh, you know, I'm a wrestling fan. So uh, if there's anything I can do... To help, you know, because I'm all about, I'm all about what makes me an innovator and what makes me an entrepreneur is that I help businesses grow and I help brands grow. So, like, for example, LAW, when I was introduced to them, what I told Frankie was that I'm, I want to be a part of LAW because I want to help LAW grow. And so far, LAW, uh, from what I know, is being picked up by a few networks. And I think that's all part of innovation and entrepreneurship and stuff like that. And I want to be a part of that, you know? Definitely. I want to make a boom. Yeah. If you will, um, we're actually right now at uh, BCW, Recombination Wrestling. A lot of good talent here. Uh, do you have any anybody in the independent scene around? It could be New York, it could be wherever that you think is going to be the next big thing that no one probably is going to expect. Oh wow! Uh, yeah, listen, I, I mentioned them a few times already, but um, Snitsky. No, <laughs> <laughs> Snitsky. Listen, Snitsky's already uh, done what he needed to do. Uh, yeah. Uh, Junior Flo. Uh, Junior Flo. Yeah, which is Frankie Flo's son from LAW. That oh. guy right there, I've seen him in action. I think that guy's amazing. I was actually shocked that he wasn't part of the Cruiserweight Classic, classic. that's going on right now. Yeah. But he, I think that kid, if he continues to work as hard as he's working right now, he's definitely going to make it. Well, I'm definitely going to have my eyes out. Uh, for people that are, are interested in LAW, do you have any social networks that you want to shout out real quick? Yeah, of course. Uh, you know, my social media is very easy. My Twitter and Instagram, it's Rob Aurelius. Uh, same thing on Facebook, it's Rob Aurelius. Uh, LAW, yeah. I want to plug them as well because I want everybody to know who LAW is. You can find them on Twitter and Instagram at LAW Pro Official. And on Facebook, just look up Legendary Action Wrestling. All right, thank you. Thank you, man. It was a pleasure. Thank you. Appreciate it. That was great.